you are in for a treat today. What's going on, guys? It's Shaleen, and I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode because it is value-packed. And when I say that, I mean that. What my guest today, Rory Vaden, is going to share is basically an overview of what he takes clients through when they come to work with him and his team at Brand Builders. In an age where most experts have moved their content into a a digital platform, Rory and his team still believe in the power of walking people through the process of figuring out not just their brand message, but where is their brand going now? Where will their brand be going five years from now? And, And maybe you don't even have a brand. Maybe you're just trying to figure out what your thing is. And that's what they do at Brand Builders. They walk you through that process so you can uncover what it is you're supposed to be doing right now so that you can have that clarity, break through, become known, and take your business, your brand, and your message to the next level or for some people to the first level. Understanding your message might be the obstacle that's holding you back from launching, being more successful, or finding passion in what you're doing. Rory Vaden is a New York Times bestselling author of the book, Take the Stairs. He's been featured in Wall Street Journal, Forbes, CNN, Entrepreneur, Inc., Fox News. He's a world-renowned public speaker. In fact, his TED Talk has been viewed more than 3 million times. Okay, get this. He's a two-time world champion in public speaking. He's been ranked as one of the top 100 speakers in the world by Inc. Magazine and was recently inducted into the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame. He and his wife, AJ, serve as the co-founders of Brand Builders, a group where they teach mission-driven people just like you how to take your message, how to clearly define your message, and to build your brand, your influence, your reputation, and your business around it. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to finally have clarity. Rory, thank you so much for being here today. I had to have you on the show because this topic that we're going to talk about today, specifically about building your personal brand, Mm -hmm. is something that it scares people. They also allow it to hold them back. And I think we need to demystify it. And I can't think of anyone better to do that than you. So thank you for being here today. Oh, well, thank you. You know how much respect I have for you and Brett and your team. And you guys are just world-class business people and family. And I'm very jealous of your dance moves as well as your (laughs) fitness abilities. So anyways, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, it's one of the more common questions that we get. I get it from people who listen to the show. I get it from our students in the Marketing Impact Academy. And you've had such a profound effect on the people who we coach, right? So we brought you in to work with people who, who come into Marketing Impact Academy. We've had you at our live events and It's encouraging for me to say this, that there are members who I've been working with for countless years to help them understand their personal brand. And for whatever reason, they just never had that breakthrough until they worked with you. So I thought, you know, you're the expert at this. It's really important that we break down the process. And that's what you're here to do with us today. So I want to say thank you first, because this is something I know You know, a lot of people invest time and money to work with you and the experts that you have at your company to help them figure this out. And you've offered very kindly to break that down for us today on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And gosh, that just fills me up. I know some of them have been your close personal friends that you've trusted us with. And that like, that weighs on us. Like, 
we know that your connection with your audience is sacred. So that's great. So yeah, let's rock and roll. Awesome. So one of the first things I want to ask you is why is it we need to even be thinking about a personal brand and what is it about being a brand you think that scares people into overcomplicating it? I think the scary part, I think for a lot of people, one is I think they get scared by the technology stuff. It's like, well, I don't know how to do the Facebook ads or I don't know how to do a video course or I don't like social media. And so I think sometimes that scares them or sometimes people will go, well, there's already a Tony Robbins and there's already a Shalene Johnson and you know, there's already a this person or a that person. And what they're missing is that we believe that the calling that you may feel on your heart to share a message is the result of a signal that's being sent out by somebody else. And that even though there is a Tony Robbins, Shalene and Tony could say the verbatim exact same thing. And only certain people would only be able to hear it from you. And certain people would only be able to hear it from him because of the frequency that they are on, because of who you are, because of how you say it, because they connect with your backstory. And so the goal and the best piece of personal branding advice I ever received, and this is not a Rory Vaden quote. I wish it was. This is one I was like, I wish I would have said this. But Larry Wingett told me years ago, he said, the goal is to find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. Mm-hmm. that's what we do is we try to help people find their uniqueness. It's almost like find their frequency because yeah. there's a whole bunch of people in the world that they won't be able to hear it from me or you or even Oprah, but they will hear it from you right now listening. Like you're the only person that will have the opportunity to connect with certain people in your special way. And that's why I think it's important even if you don't think so. And I think that's another reason people don't do it. It's like, oh, it's vanity, right? Like, I don't need to have a lot of followers or isn't it, you know, isn't that like an ego thing to like promote yourself? And at Brand Builders Group, we say that we look for mission-driven messengers. They want to make money. We like money. We're good at making money. AJ was in a Bible study one time and they did this like assessment and she found out her spiritual gift is making money. (laughs) Wow. And AJ, for those who are just meeting you, Rory, is your wife and the CEO of the company. That's right. Yeah. So she's, this is our second business venture together and she's the CEO of this one and also my wife. But so yeah, there's someone out there who needs you and that is why it matters. In addition to, you know, a post-COVID world, like it's a good idea to be having a personal brand grow your business. It doesn't matter what your business is. You don't have to have a video course. Look at Richard Branson and look at Jeff Bezos and look at Steve Jobs and look at Elon Musk. These are people with huge personal brands that they use to drive their other businesses. So it matters because you know people like to do business with people. They want to know who you are. And hey, it's fun and it's great form of self-expression. And there's so many reasons why. But that's that's why I think the real question is, why don't they succeed at it? And also, I think that many people assume when we say to find your uniqueness, that your uniqueness is so unique that it would be obvious to you. And because it's not obvious to me, there must not be something unique about me. I don't have a third eye. I haven't had this incredible life-shattering event. You know, So we're assuming, well, I'm just like everyone else, so there's nothing about me that's unique. 
How do you I mean, help people is, identify what it is about all of their experiences that makes them unique? Well, that is so powerful, Shillian. Like what you just said, I've never actually thought about. And that is so true is like, if there was a uniqueness about me, I would know it. Mm-hmm. And since I don't, there must not be. Like that's really, that's really clarifying. Even for me, like that's really good. I got lost in that a little bit because I thought that was so powerful. So well, the question- you, help people, you help people discover that, that it's not a third eye. It's not this crazy, unique thing that no one else has ever experienced, but it's a collection. So talk to yeah. people about how you help them Find figure it. that out. Yeah. So, you know, kind of one of the ways we think about this as an analogy is what we call color and shade. You know, there's only three colors, but there's thousands and thousands of shades which is just the, the blending of these three primary colors. That's very much how it is, right? Like there's going to be a million people who talk about fitness and sales and time management and leadership, but the shade and the nuance of how they talk about it compiled with their experience of what they've done, that's what makes it interesting and unique. So in terms of how do you get there? So let's dive in you know, to that. For us, the genesis of a personal brand starts by answering one question with one word, and it's really difficult. It is what problem do you solve in one word? Can you narrow it down in one word to one problem that you solve? And I mean, there's lots of reasons why it's difficult, but the reason why it's important is because people typically, what we really spend money on quickly is to solve problems. Like we think of money in terms of I want a nicer car or a house or a vacation. But in reality, what we find money for is if our kid gets sick, we find the money for it. If we get a flat tire, we find the money for it. If the water heater breaks. So people really pay money quickly to solve problems. And if you aren't clear about what problem you solve for people, there's no way they ever will be. And we narrow it to one because of a concept that we call Sheehan's Wall. So Sheehan's wall, this is a, another concept that I give credit to a gentleman named Peter Sheehan, who I once heard talk, he's more of like a corporate speaker, but the genesis of this idea kind of came from him, which is, you know, whenever you're trying to break into a market, there's a wall in the middle and there's two sides. There's those who are unknown and then there's the wall and then there's those who are known. Those are the celebrities or the big brands in that space or whatever. And the way that most of us try to break through the wall is we talk about lots of different topics. Like we have lots of different topics or we're on lots of different platforms, right? We have lots of different places to manage a profile. We have lots of different business models. And for personal brands specifically, it's really hard because if you spend five minutes on Instagram or Facebook, someone will, you'll see ads for like how to do membership sites or how to launch your video course or how to become a self-published author, how to be a speaker, Mm -hmm. like, and all these, how to do live events or how to launch masterminds. And there's all of these different business models, all of these different channels, all of these different audiences you could serve, all different price points, all different topics. And what happens is most personal brands fail because they have diluted focus. When you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. Say that again. When you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And that concept is actually from our first book, Take the Stairs. So this is part of our OG work, like back in 2012, my first book was about creating focus and self-discipline. But with the personal brand, that is the big mistake of what they do. Lots of products, lots of profiles, lots of jobs. And what you want to do is be known for one thing. 
And once you're known for one thing, then you break through the wall. Now, once you're on the other side of that wall, you can expand and be known for other things and you can do lots of stuff, right? Like once you're Tony Robbins, you can talk about lots of things. But most of us would look at, let's say, Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like that and we go, well, he talks about everything. Yes, because he's Gary Vaynerchuk, but that's not how he got there. He got there by talking about one thing. Yes. Wine, primarily on one channel, YouTube. And he broke through with winelibrary.tv and then expanded to Twitter and then expanded to everywhere. And now he talks about everything. But Brene Brown, who I love, talks about one problem in one word, shame. And she has built a monster personal brand in the last few years on shame. Dave Ramsey has a nine-figure company. That's 100 million plus. Just, you know, <laughs> that's a big number for, to think about a year. And they solve the problem of debt. One problem that he has solved consistently for 30 years, three hours a day, he says the same thing on the radio every day. Seven baby steps, which hasn't changed for years. Yeah. And so it's the power of focus to break through the wall. And most people struggle with that because they go, well, I have all these different passions. Absolutely. And, you know, that's how you get started is one question and one word. Well, let's stay here for a moment because I think this okay. is a really powerful concept for people to understand. And it's one of the most common, I think, obstacles for people is you're looking at that influencer, that celebrity, that person with a big following, the person with a successful brand. And we know that success leaves hints. It leaves a trail. It leaves clues. Yes. So we look at that successful individual and we go, wow, okay. They are multi-interested. They are multi-passionate and have multiple purposes. And they speak on many different things and they solve many different problems. And I want to be like them. Everyone listening right now has a multitude of interests, passions, experiences, and things that they could help people do. Right. So we see that example and we go, well, that's what I will start doing too, is I'm going to talk about all the things. I'm not going to limit myself. I want to be as versatile as possible. I want to appeal to as many people as possible. And I don't want to limit myself. But I often use myself as an example in this. I was interested and excited about fitness. Right. And it was something that I had passion for, but it wasn't the thing I was most passionate about. And I had lots of other things that I was doing at the same time, which I wished I could be known for those things first, honestly. Yeah. But I didn't know you at the time that I went through this process, but I really realize now in looking at what you describe as the brand DNA Helix, that that's kind of what I did by accident. And it's what allowed like consciously. me- Yeah. Well, I don't know. But it's definitely well. You didn't have that. You didn't have the helix. To, you were working off the helix, but right. you were doing the process. Yes, and I was consciously aware that this is something I'm I have passion for. But I was also consciously aware it wasn't the thing I had the most passion for. And I was also aware that, as you talk about, there was an opportunity there to make some money and to be known. Yes. Right. And so that's what allowed me to climb over that wall. And it wasn't until. And I had the guidance of a great mentor at the time who just basically said, like, stay focused on this first, you know, eat all of your peas before you move on to eat your mashed potatoes. Like, we're not going to mix them all together. And that really allowed me the permission, if you will, with an audience to move into the next thing 
And then the next thing, it wasn't like I went over the wall and then it's like, okay, here's everything else I'm interested in world. It was like one, one at a time. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you described Sheehan's wall and you said, once we get over that wall, then we're known in that space. Like you're known for that one thing in that space. So in that space could be a very big space. While I'm known in fitness, there's still millions of people who know fitness, but don't know who I am. Absolutely. So the big question I have for you is how will I know when it's time or I have permission to talk <laughs> about all the other things? Yeah. So and that's a very nuanced question, which is you know, more relevant for someone like you, who I would say is definitely broken through. The truth is it's a series of walls, right? Like every space has a wall and they get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, to eventually it's like you're mainstream. Like you're trying to go like, you know, competing with The Rock and Oprah and Ellen. So the thing that you should know is most spaces you could build an entire career and never have to diversify after. You know, and I think Dave Ramsey's done a really good job of that. Like nine-figure business, same seven-step process, reaches millions of people every single week. And they do some other stuff now, but you don't have to. Like, how do you know if you're on the other side of the wall? So first of all, that's a good question. And the answer is simple. Is it push or is it pull? When you're on the other side of the wall, everything comes to you. It's a pull. When you're on the unknown side of the wall, like you're, everything is push. Everything is fight and hustle. You're just trying to, as aggressively as possible, be able to, you know, tell people who you are and like what you're about. You're fighting. But once you're on the other side of the wall, it's a new problem emerges there, which is like, oh my gosh, I have too many opportunities and now I have to filter. So once you're on that side of the wall, it's kind of like we take an assessment of passion, which is the second question. And the brand DNA helix is six questions. The first is what problem do you solve? The second is what are you passionate about? Right. Like what are you passionate about? And just like with the problem question, you brainstorm a list of answers. We call it your problem cloud of like, these are all the problems I could solve. And then when you, you reconcile those against the passion cloud, which is what are all the things I'm passionate about doing? Like Rory Vaden is an example. My undergrad was accounting. I'm actually really good with spreadsheets. It's something I love a good spreadsheet. You know, I studied accounting. Like I could teach people how to do spreadsheets, really good ones, but I'm not super (laughs) passionate about it. So while it shows up on the radar as a potential course that I could do, and look, if things got bad enough and there was a market for teaching spreadsheets and I had to feed my family, fine, I would do it. Right? right. But if I have the luxury of being able to kind of play a little bit longer term because of whatever my situation is, you're going to also look against the passion question. What are all the things that fire you up? What are all the things that fulfill you? But also, and this is important, when people think passion, they tend to think sunshine and rainbows. But what you also should look at is what pisses you off? Like what makes you mad? When you see this in the world, that just like makes you mad. Also, mm. What breaks your heart? Yeah. Like, what makes you sad? Like, what do you see? And it just like, it just wrecks you. Like, that is insight and instinct. That's a clue that you were designed and part of your inherent uniqueness lends itself towards certain things, right? Like some of our clients, there's this thing about animals. They just have like this heart for animals. 
Others, it's like, it might be for people being taken advantage of. For others, it could be like their finances or their health or whatever. The next two questions in in the helix actually fit into this too. So, if you look at these together and you go, okay, what problem do I solve? What am I passionate about? And then we also look at what do you research? So, that's like, what do you have academic or head knowledge of? And then what do I have results in? And what do I have results in is what have I actually done? What path have I actually walked? And these two questions, research and results, kind of address of who you should talk to. So part of it is like, what should I talk about? But in terms of who should I talk to, you're always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. It doesn't mean that you have to talk about those things. But one of the reasons we created Brand Builders Group is because it's like, I know what it is like to sit in an audience and look at a speaker and go, I want to be on that stage. Like, I deserve to be on that stage. I know what it's like to walk through the airport and see a book on the shelf and go, man, that would be amazing if my book was on the shelf. And so, like, if somebody wants to be a speaker or an author, like, they are in the dead center of who we know how to serve because that is who I am. The other thing is my background in direct sales. Like, I was raised by a mom in direct sales. My mom sold Mary Kay. And then I was in direct sales. And so, I have a a heart for direct salespeople because I know what that is like to sell and to talk to your family and to try to recruit people and try to keep them motivated and build an organization. You know, so for you listening, think about what problem have you overcome? What breaks your heart? What is the most challenging thing that you have been through? And there's a very good chance that you could make a fantastic business, both in terms of your income, but more importantly, in terms of your impact in serving those people because there's a whole group of people that are struggling with the thing that you have already walked through. Yeah. There are people listening right now who are following along with us and writing the answers down to these questions and finding clarity. And then there are those who, for whatever reason, it's just not as obvious to them as it needs to be. And I'm thinking of people in particular who have worked with your team. And even though they've gone through this process a million times themselves, it was just that thing that started to wear on their confidence and their belief in themselves because they couldn't come up with these answers themselves until they came out to work with your team. And I have to tell you, there are two people in particular that it's like, I wanted to shake them for so many years because it's like, I can see it. Why can't you see it? It Mm. seems so obvious to me. And I could see them starting to lose their passion, lose belief in themselves, lose confidence, and also lose focus. You know, and these things all go hand in hand. After they went to work with you and your team, and I, you know, I just have been blown away by what they described the process to be like as very, very intensive and literally like writing on walls and filling out these helixes and like forcing them to think through these things. But in the process of doing that, two things I've seen happen. Number one, confidence back and extreme passion, like the passion that was missing because they have, it's really hard to be passionate when you don't have clarity because your brain needs something to grab onto. And, and both of these women I can think of in particular are in similar businesses mm. with similar backgrounds. They're, let's just say they're both in fitness, 
But what they're doing now with their brands is so completely different and so exciting, but so completely different. And before, I couldn't see the distinction. Wow. And, and so it's very interesting to see, like now I would introduce both of them very differently. I wouldn't even introduce both of them as like necessarily fitness professionals. Uh -huh. They reinvented. And that's the other thing too, is like, like a lot of, you know, a number of our clients that we work with, like we have a fair number of like celebrity or quasi celebrity yeah. people on our roster. And it's like a lot of them, they're more in a series of reinvention than yeah. they are of like building it from scratch. And it's the same process that applies these same six questions you're going through. And that's what's interesting too. It's not like we teach people this. It's more of like we guide them through a process and they find it. And then, you know, like we have to train our strategists on this is what you're looking for and keying in, you know, like for example, another thing, this is, you know, how we train our strategists. So if you're coaching yourself through this, which by the way, anyone that's listening, I know we'll probably mention this again, but if you go to shaleen.com slash Rory, Yep. We'll do a free call with any of you that are listening that, you know, if you're like wanting help with this and you're really like serious about getting it figured out, we got a team of people who will do a, a first call with you for free to like try to get you going. But when we train a strategist, another thing that we tell them is that your uniqueness lives at the intersection of who you've been and who you feel called to be. Yes. So everything that you've done even if it's like, okay, I'm a mom, I'm fitness, I'm in direct sales, like, you know, I love fashion, I whatever, like all of these things that are seemingly disconnected or seemingly random, there is what we call, this is a term that we borrow from Victoria LaBaum, a through line. There yes. is a through line of all of these things. There is something that connects them. There's a reason why you are drawn to them. There's a reason why you ended up doing the things that you've done. There's a reason why you married the people that you married. And there is a through line there. And also when someone tells us, like a huge part of what we do is it's an intake of their future. What is your dream? Like, what do you see? What are you drawn to? Because there is a through line between those things and that hints to your uniqueness. And, you know, you just got to find it. But it's what you, to what you said earlier, Shaleen, it's incredibly hard to see for yourself. It doesn't mean you're not unique and it doesn't mean you're stupid. You almost can't see it yourself because it's such a part of you that it's not obvious to you about all these, what's the connection of all these random things, but someone from outside can come and look and in like, you know, a two day, our phase one experience is two days, which is the one I think you were describing. Your friends have been through, the, everyone goes through that to start. Someone can come and like, you know, in a matter of a couple hours go, oh, this is it. Like, it's very obvious to me, this is the story of your life. This is your message. This is your through line. And people go, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And, you know, Shaleen, I don't dance really well. And I know you're <laughs> a phenomenal dancer. Your whole family is. But our favorite show is World of Dance. I Do you ever love that. Do you want, have you ever seen the show? Of course, J-Lo's like, you know. Oh my gosh. So J-Lo is- goals. AJ, yeah, a, a, AJ's girl crush and just, they're amazing. But okay, so if you watch the show, you know, it's like a dance competition if yes. you've never seen it. They come out and J-Lo's, it's like, you know, basically her show and she's the you know, judge and her and Derek and Neo. Every once in a while, J-Lo will say this thing. She will say, ooh, I got goosies. Yes, yes. So what she means is I got goosebumps. Right. 
So we have actually formalized that as a, a formal part of our curriculum and training of our strategists. We call it the Goosey's test. That when you nail someone's uniqueness, everyone in the room will feel Goosey's. Mm-hmm. Everyone will go, oh man, like that's it. And it always ties because we go, why? Oh, because you were sexually assaulted by your uncle, you know, and, or it's like, oh, because you lived on the street for a year or, you know, like it connects to something. Exactly. Like it ties it together. So if you're taking yourself through this process, you know, or you're trying to like, you know, have your spouse listen to this and have them like walk you through it. That's something you want to look for is if you hit the uniqueness it should give you goosies. It should light you up. Yeah. yeah. And I think it is interesting, like you said, have someone else take you through it who's a brand strategist. Regrettably, in my opinion, the term brand strategist has been so watered down, mm. as has the term coach. There's a lot of terms, even experts. Influencer, right? but when we, yeah, I, tons of stuff. When we talk about the brand strategists that work on your team, I just have to say this. It is on another level. I have you know, every day I look at people that I follow online and many of whom call themselves brand strategists because they help people design a logo. And there's a big difference. I mean, I don't know if brand strategist is even the right term for what it is you folks do because it's so much more than that. It's almost like a life strategist. Like you guys really do just help people not only discover like what is your unique thing at any given point, like you said, even in the the rebranding, if you will, or redirecting, because there comes a point where you're like, okay, yeah, I really had success doing this one thing. And now I just feel like I'm doing all the things. Who am I right now? And I see a lot of people (laughs) in like the second stage of their online careers, if you will, trying to figure that out. Like, well, who am I? Like, how do I introduce myself? What is it that makes me unique? And what your team does is so intense and so specific. And it really incorporates every part of your life and brings together all the pieces that maybe didn't make sense to you, like why this happened and who you are. And again, you're not Mm -hmm. writing someone's story, but you're helping them make sense of it. And it's so much more than a logo. Yeah. We don't even do graphic design. Like people think of like branding, a branding firm, and they think like website graphic design, like we help you do the positioning, the clarity, the words which is really what it is. It's like your visual identity, that's a big mistake that people make is they jump to visual identity and they jump to website and they jump to, well, let me just slap together a book or something. And it's like, well, you should figure out before you do that, like what are you uniquely designed to deliver to the world that nobody else can do? You can have the prettiest packaging, but if it's not completely aligned with what you're on fire about and what you're set up for and that all of your personal stories lead to, you know, helping people discover this, it's not going to be as powerful as it could be. We have a whole network of people, basically like vendors and stuff that we use and tap for different things that kind of follow our process. So it's, I'm not saying those things aren't important. Visual identity is super important. It's possible to do the right thing in the wrong order. Yeah. So many people do the right thing in the wrong order. Like, I can't tell you how many people come to us and they're like, I've been running Facebook ads for like six months. You know, nothing's working. It's like running Facebook ads is awesome, but it's like step 163. There are so many things you should do and can do 
you know, like a huge part of the stuff that you guys teach at MIA, you should be doing all of those things first because they're right. like, they're free. They're, just, and they're, they're not as sexy. We want, everyone wants to jump ahead and do the thing that we see the successful person doing without really ever taking a look at the foundation that they had to build and the persistence that that takes and the investment that that takes. You have to understand that there are no shortcuts to this stuff. And I know all the time people come to our attention. So we think that they found fame last minute. It feels like it's overnight success, but for very few people, it really is. Most people, they have to build that foundation first. And we just don't see that because it's not sexy. It's not attractive. I think that one thing people fail to understand is that there's this foundation that's been built. And while we oftentimes think people have created an overnight success, what we miss are the things that, that aren't that sexy, that aren't that glamorous, that maybe even aren't that fun, but it's the work that creates the freedom and it's the foundational pieces. It's doing the right things, but not just doing the right things, but doing the right things in the right order that makes everything that much easier. Like once you have that foundation built, it's so much easier to build you know, levels to your house, if you will, for using that same analogy. Yeah. But I think most people skip the foundational piece or they just don't invest the time and money that it takes to figure that out. Well, and then the heartbreaking thing is, and then it breaks down and they right. can't figure out why. And so by trying to go faster, you went slower. And by going slower, you actually went faster. I can't fault people for wanting to do it. I want to do it too, right? Like when we exited our last business a couple of years ago, I had to start my social media over completely from scratch, like back on zero. And yes. it's been a painful thing, you know, and like we're rebuilding and we're getting up there. I used to have millions of downloads. Our new podcast just crossed 50,000 downloads. And it was like, I'm more excited about the 50,000 than the, the million before because it's been that rebuilding process. And we, we're going slow a second time to build a strong foundation for another, another launch and liftoff. And you have to be willing to do that. Like, to me, that is really part of the measure too of how bad do you want this? And are you willing to play the long game? We're not interested, like Brand Builders Group, we actually have nine phases available right now. We're about to open up four more. It's like a 13 phase process. You don't get through that, you know, like you don't crank through that in a couple of weeks. It's a multi-year process. We are playing the long game. Mm-hmm. Mission-driven messengers, they're set out to change the world. They're set out to go, I'm going to do this for the rest of my career. Like, I'm not just trying to make a buck like really quickly. Like, if that's what you're trying to do, like, we're not the right fit for you. We're looking for the people that are going, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to solving this problem for the world, to advancing this cause, to forwarding this one message. And I'm willing to do it as long as it takes. Our goal is to go, what would take 20 years, we're going to help you do it in five. But we're not the people to go like, hey, you're going to make a million dollars next month by like running some ads and spinning up a thing. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. I'm glad you said that because I think most people will say, I tried. I tried sticking with this one topic for the entire month. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried I, and I, I didn't see any traction. In fact, I, I lost social media followers and that freaked me out. So I'm going to go back to talking about all the things. But you have a concept that you call dares. And I think that really does oh. help people to evaluate, is this working? 
So can you tell us or expand on that concept for us? Totally. So I'm glad that you brought this up. And, and this ties into the last two questions of the Brand DNA Helix are really related to money. Okay. So the fifth question is, what would people buy from me? And so we do an inventory of like, you know, the five different types of things you could sell that people would buy. The big question related to money, which is the sixth question in the Helix is, what business am I in? And what business do I want to be in? And so one of the things that I think is also unique about the brand builder process is as much as we're mission driven, we have a, a, a strong eye towards money. And so even though it's passion and it's purpose and it's fire and it's uniqueness and it's, it's the goosies test, we also go, how are you actually going to monetize this thing? Like, how is this actually going to make money? We encourage clients to consider what we call the dares. The dares are five characteristics. I guess if you could have a perfect business model, it might have all these five things, but they're not really possible because some of them work against each other. So the goal is to go, how many of these five things could I have and which ones do I care most about for my lifestyle? Here's what the dares are. So it's things that are digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. Digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. If you could have all of these, then basically what you would have is you'd have a machine that just sent money to your mailbox every single month <laughs> and the numbers got larger and larger. But, you know, in truth, you can't have all of them. Like Brand Builders Group, as an example, our I, primary- I can think of examples that okay. have all of them. Okay. You know, but please share with your examples. I mean- Well, yeah, so there probably are some, but like Brand Builders Group, as an example- our primary business model is one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like we don't sell video courses. <laughs> yeah, so not digital, right? Like we have humans. Like we do, like <laughs> I said earlier, we offer free calls to people. Like we do human-to-human -human phone calls and then we talk to people every month. Like when someone's in our program, they have a human strategist. Well, before we go further about that human-to-human -human contact, you've actually offered that to anyone who's listening right now. They can actually go to shaleen.com forward slash Rory, and they can put in their information there. And one of your brand strategists will actually call them on the phone, book a time. Is this correct? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you'll actually get a human walking you through this process. And while I think online courses, PDFs, even listening to podcasts is incredibly helpful. I also know because I've experienced mm -hmm. it firsthand, there are certain people who need you to specifically walk someone to walk them through these things to see what others might see or to see what's in front of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, so we're human, like we're not like digital, <laughs> we're, we're human, but sure. you know, while that creates work, it also creates opportunity. Like there's not a lot of people who do one-on-one -on -one coaching specifically, like, you know, there's Agreed. courses and membership sites and stuff. So, but anyways, you know, like, like so that's marketing, the D. that's the D automated means it's like completely self-service. Like someone can just buy it, you know, they can do it. And that's what's great about video courses, right? Like a video course is super powerful because it's digital, yeah. which means it's also scalable. You could sell a million of them and not add a ton of overhead to your business without maybe customer service questions and stuff. It's automated. Like automated means it doesn't require you to be there personally, like delivering the thing. Now recurring is an interesting twist 
because recurring means people pay for it every single month. So that's one thing brand builders is like people don't pay us like all the money up front. It's a recurring thing. And then there's evergreen. So evergreen means it never needs to be updated. So like a video course typically is really strong on digital. It's really strong on automated. It's typically pretty strong on evergreen and strong on scalable. Not always on recurring though. Usually they buy the course once. They're not going to keep buying the same course unless you update it. And in that case, it's not evergreen. It has to be updated. But it's, you know, courses are a really good business model for a lot of those reasons. Now, membership sites, on the other hand, they are recurring. So people pay for them over and over. So that's a good thing. But, you know, they're not as evergreen. Typically, if, you know, you got to be adding new content in there and uh, keeping people engaged. So here's the thing. Doesn't matter who you are. It takes work. Like there's Mm. no secret bullet. There's no business model that's better than the others. But what our thing is, is our thing is helping you figure out what's the perfect business model for you. And one of the things like with direct sales companies, we love working with direct sales companies because if you're in a direct sales company, you don't even have to deal with the back end. Like you don't even have to create the product. They've already created an amazing product. You already have an opportunity, like a business opportunity you can recruit and scale people into. You could just use your personal brand to throw more fuel on that fire and make it grow quicker. Like personal brand to me does not necessarily equal, I have to have my own product or my own thing. Right. Like Richard Branson, you know, like, and those people, Elon Musk, they're using their personal brand. Like the fastest path to cash is to monetize the thing you're already doing. Now, that may not be the thing you want to do long-term. That's fine, but that should at least be a consideration, right? Like if you already have a great product, let's talk first about going, how can we sell more of the thing you already have and not feel like, oh, because I want to do social media, I have to create my own thing. You don't have to. You can, you don't have to. Yeah. So when you say direct sales, referring to network marketing. Network marketing. um, Multi-level marketing, whatever you refer to it as. and let's face it, most of the biggest direct sales companies, they don't teach their distributors how to be a personal brand, which I think is a shame. I think it's a miss. I think maybe it's because of bandwidth. They don't have the bandwidth to, to teach that. Maybe because it's not an easy thing to help people understand. But if you look at, because we happen to, in the Marketing Impact Academy have, I, I don't know, at last count it was something like 20 different network marketing professional from different different network marketing organizations inside MIA. And the most successful of them are the ones who aren't like pushing the product, but they are leading with their personal brand. Right. And they're allowing people, like they're talking about health and oh, by the way, I have a shake or a supplement or a workout program or, and that's what people love. Like the connect with you. I think that this is the future, right? Like whether we like it or not, this is happening. Now, as someone who's been in direct sales and also who's scaled a company, I understand like the complexity of going, Mm. we also don't want to have brand confusion and a million different people all like saying different stuff. So, you know, and and there's like competing interests too of like, are you promoting, you know, or saying things we wouldn't, there's some very legitimate challenges, I think on, on the company's perspective of going, how do we train people to do this in a way that serves the company? That makes sense. But 
But also, I think truth be told, some of this is a scarcity and versus abundance mentality. And it's this fear that, okay, if people build a big following, they're going to leave us. And I think the reality is if we teach them how to build a big following and we train them how to do it, we help them sell more of our product or our service or our widget or whatever, that's going to be automated passive income for them. They're not going to want less of that. The easier it is, they're going to want more of that. If they're in your direct marketing company, it's because they already love you. They already believe in your product. So let's equip them to go out and live their personal passion and allow that to drive to the product. Also, while I think putting in some guardrails in place, I think are you know important. And that's a very specific nuance to direct sales, but I happen to be passionate and love, you know, that yeah. particular, you know, that's a vertical that we love serving. So that's awesome. I think it's great. You know, we often will hear from people that don't yet, you said, you know, we're going to figure out what you're selling right now or what you have right now. And that seems like a great place to start. To but start. what about that person who frozen in that stage where they're trying to figure out like, what is my thing? What is it that makes me unique? Right now I've got a full-time job, but I would love to be an entrepreneur or an influencer or a podcaster. I would love to do something more. And they often will say, but I don't know what it is. I personally believe they do. They just haven't given themselves permission to do that. But could brand builders help that individual? Or are you typically working with people who have already kind of started doing something in business? Oh, no. So absolutely. Like we help people who are like at their side job, don't even have, like have never logged into Instagram have never made a social post and they just kind of have this inkling of like, gosh, I've always had this idea for something. And then, you know, we work with Lewis Howes, who's got 200 million podcast downloads and is like huge or, you know, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank or, you know, so we have the full spectrum because it's just about what's the right fit for you. Now, if you're in the place where you don't already have a business or you're not part of a network marketing company, and you're like, okay, I have an idea for a business, then what I would encourage you to think through, this is another acronym we use, are what we call the PAIDS, P-A-I-D-S. There's basically five ways to monetize a personal brand. So like one of the things we say, and I think you'll appreciate this, Shalene, is there's a big difference between a pile of followers and a pile of cash, Yeah. right? Like a pile of followers does not automatically mean a pile of cash. Like there are a lot of people who are Instagram rich, but dollar broke, right? Yes. Like it's a real thing. Now it certainly helps to have an audience, but if you go, how do I turn my followers into money in my bank account? Generally, there's kind of like five big ways to do that. So one is to create a physical product, right? Like, you know, Sarah Blakely created Spanx. It's a mm-hmm. physical product that is really and there's advantages and disadvantages to either of these too. So none of these are better than the other, just like the dares. It's just like figuring out what's the right fit. So you go, okay, I'm going to create a day planner or I'm going to create, you know, a belt or a shoe or a t-shirt, something physical. The next business model is ads and affiliates. This is super interesting. This is the A, right? Ads and affiliates in the paids. If you're not good at selling and you're not good at marketing, but you're kind of like good at throwing a party and building an audience, you don't have to sell anything. You can let other companies pay you to have access to your audience. That's ads and affiliates. You don't even have to create a product. You just build an audience. That's right. 
Then there's information. So this is, you know, the I in PAIDS, P-A-I-D-S. The I is information. So that's more of like, you know, video courses, membership sites, certifications, events, you know, anything that's like information marketing kind of stuff. The D is, these are, is for deals. These are third-party deals, which typically only apply once you're a little bit bigger. So this is where there's a third party, like a publisher or a production company paying you for the creation of your art, regardless of how much it sells, but also licensing deals, royalty deals. And then the S is services, P-A-I-D-S. So uh, services, services are the fastest path to cash. It's offering time for money, right? Like you could say, I'm going to launch my cleaning company and I'm going to go clean houses or I'm going to be a chef. I'm going to go cook for people or I'm a lawyer or I'm a financial. We work with a lot of financial advisors too. They're not creating products. They're just using their personal brand to drive more awareness for the services they already provide. But again, when someone's first starting out, we're going to encourage you, right? You don't have to do this, but we're going to encourage you to focus first on one of these, mm. not doing all of them. Right. One day, someday, when you're Dave Ramsey and you have a thousand employees, fine, you can do lots of them. But when you're first starting out, you know, remember diluted focus equals diluted results. So we want to pick which one are you and your team most naturally set up to deliver really, really well first. And let's go after that one thing aggressively. Let's make it successful. Let's scale it. Let's automate it. And then we can go work on the next one. When you go back to the paids, the P and paids was products. Would products also include products necessarily that you've invented, but maybe products that you're reselling or products that you're representing? Sure. Like, uh, or yeah, reselling so I- even? Like if you're selling essential oils or something, like that's the product. Sure, or like if a, I'm, a, I'm making fashion masks that people can wear post-COVID or during COVID DC. Yeah, um, Etsy, all the Etsy, stuff like- Those, those Etsy, kinds of things. So not necessarily Etsy. inventing like a, a new product to bring to market, but maybe even reselling items. And then when you talked about deals, I wondered if deals, would that include a lot of the type of deals that like influencers yes. might entertain? And would that also be, would those deals be different from affiliate marketing? Like, so if I am recommending a product, let's say, and like our push journals, right? So we have affiliate deals for our push journals. So if I am someone who's like, well, I've got a small following, but I use this journal every single day and it's really changed my productivity and I want to sign up to become an affiliate for the push journal, would that be something you would classify under deals, products, or affiliates? Okay, so good. So let's talk about first the difference between ads and affiliates. So there's a subtle distinction there. An ad is you pay me a flat fee to promote your thing and I'm not sell, I don't get compensated based on the percentage of sales, right? Affiliate is similar except it's pay for results, right? I don't pay you anything unless you sell, but if we sell a bunch together, you get, you know, we share in the upside. We, We both win. So those are ads versus affiliates. Deals involves a third party, right? So a deal is I'm a publisher. I'm going to pay you to write a book and then we're going to sell the book to somebody else. Or I'm a production company. I'm going to shoot Shark Tank. I'm going to pay you to be on the show, but you don't get paid based on a percentage results 
of how that show does necessarily. It's involving like a third party. It's really movie deals, TV deals, book deals. And then that's where we also put licensing deals Mm. and royalty deals. So it's, I'm being paid for the creation of art or I'm the creation of something, some piece of content, not for the a percentage of sales of the performance of a product or something, which is what affiliates would be. Yeah, that completely answers my question. Thank okay. you. So if I'm someone who's brand new, I don't know what my thing is, I need someone to help me walk through this process. Am I to understand in the first phase of working with brand builders, I might identify one of those P-A-I-D-S, one of those to start with, but perhaps in a second phase, or I'm not sure what phase point it would come in, but that you think about adding more of those letters. Like it really would seem like the true income starts to happen where you take it next level, that tipping point, the more things you add, like if you're adding, you know, ads and you're adding uh, deals, you know, you're adding all of these things, then it's like really starts to become a lucrative brand position. Yeah. So your first question, yes, that is one of the four primary things we help someone get clear on in phase one. What problem do they solve in one word? Who do they solve it for in a very specific detailed fashion? How do they solve that problem in one sentence? We call that their message. That's their through line. And how do they make money solving that problem, which is the primary business model? So, and actually what we do in phase one, so this is a little bit advanced, but you know, let's go there for a minute, sure. is we actually select what we call the primary business model. So, we're going to say, this is the one thing we're going to focus on first, but we also have a secondary business model, which is like, this is something we're going to keep our eye on though, and okay. also kind of allow some. And then we have a bucket called ancillary revenue streams, which is like, these are things that are on the radar, but we really are kind of intentionally, you know, to use the title of my second book, we're going to procrastinate on purpose with these things so that we can create margin to focus on the primary business model. But yeah, we inventory all that in phase one and we actually do that twice. So we do a short term, so primary, secondary, and ancillary short term. And then we repeat it again and we go primary, secondary, ancillary, long-term. So a lot of times, like someone's primary business model short-term might be like their day job. Like that's what's paying the bills today. And then the secondary model is like, okay, I'm going to do a video course because it needs to be fully automated because I can't do it during the day. Like it's got to be totally nights and weekends, right? Yeah. But long-term, they might be going, you know, I don't really want to keep in my corporate career job forever. I want to ultimately, I want to be a keynote speaker. And so it's like, okay, well, long-term, we're moving towards the primary business model. Long-term is speaking. Video courses could stay at the secondary. And then you'd have like books and ads and, you know, whatever other stuff, you know, kind of prioritized down there in ancillary. But so it's kind of creating a path for what pays the bills today. Yes. And what do I want when I design my dream lifestyle? How do I want to pay my bills long-term? And we're planning for both. So much flexibility, but at the same time, the reason why I think so many people I know who've worked with brand builders find this new passion is because you give people clarity. I think that's one of the reasons why I hear so many people struggling right now 
is because they lack that clarity. With so much uncertainty happening in the world right now, they're Mm. trying to have questions to answers that we may never have the answers to these questions. It may not be resolved overnight. And we're focusing on that and allowing it to cloud our own direction. So I just want to thank you for what you do in providing people that clarity. And because everyone, it seems as though it's really easy to scale a business that is fully digital, there are very few companies that do what you do, where it's a team of real individuals breaking it down in person and it's a lost art form. And it's no wonder mm. your clients have had such like amazing success. Like again, the reason why you came on my radar is because some of my mentors were like, you need to talk to Rory. Like it's next level what he's done for my business. And then seeing people from all different stages of business, those just trying to figure out what their thing is to those kind of rebranding a business that most people would already consider uber successful, all kind of singing your praises. So thank you for breaking down as much as you did for free for us here today. Oh yeah, well absolutely. I mean it's totally my honor and you know I know your relationship is so sacred with your audience and we will talk to them, you know. com slash Rory, you mentioned that, I mentioned that. Yep. If you go there, you know, if you're serious and you want, you know, like start figuring this out and if you want to see like the big picture of of what our full process is of how we move somebody through the, breaking through the wall, we'll share that with you. And then, you know, the, the only other thing I would say Shaleen is you know, we talked about in the very beginning about frequencies mm-hmm. and like, just like how, you know, radios have frequencies. And if you're not tuned into that station, you can't hear that message. And that's the same as how it is here, right? Someone else, you can have the same song playing on one radio station, but if you're not tuned into that frequency, you're not going to hear that song. You're mm-hmm. tuned into a different station, you know, like this is your station. And I think we get nervous and scared when we think I won't be good enough or I can't be as good as so-and-so they're already doing this, or I don't know how to do, you know, like I don't know the technology of a podcast or I've never been into Facebook ad manager. And what happens is all of this fear floods in whenever we're thinking about ourselves. Yeah. But you never feel fear when the mission to serve is clear. When you realize that right now, as you are listening to this. There is somebody out there in the world who is begging for and pleading for and literally potentially down on their hands and knees praying for a solution to a problem that you've already solved. They're praying for answers to questions that you know like the back of your hand because you've been there. And when you think about that person being out there, and going, oh my gosh, I could totally help this person. They need me. And when you think about that person, that fear kind of goes away and you go, I got to get this out. There's a reason why that calling on your heart is the result of a signal being sent out by someone else. Mm, I love that. That's a great place to wrap this up. So Rory, thank you so much. I Again, I can't thank you enough for the people in my own life that you've helped and also for sharing so much of your knowledge here today on the show and just breaking that process down for us. I just want to encourage those people who, you, you know who you are. <laughs> You're the types of like, some of that I was tuning out. Some of it, I just, even though I have pen to paper, I'm stuck on this brainstorm. I encourage you to take advantage of the special offer that Rory's put together for us. And you can go to shaleen.com forward slash Rory and sign up and 
schedule a time to chat with one of their brand strategists. And I know from firsthand knowledge, people inside of our academy who you've worked with and those who said, you know, if we can't help you, we're going to let you know. Yeah. Yeah, so we thank will. You. Thank you for that. It's my pleasure, Shalene. And yeah, so we, we just want to encourage you and, and thank you and Brett for like just supporting us and loving on us. Like we just love you guys so much. And I hope after all the quarantine stuff ends, we get to see you in person soon. <laughs> I know we've been saying we want to fly out and some, spend some time with your team and go through a new phase. Yeah, totally. Well, all the best and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful, especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz, but you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And then answer the questions and I want to hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know, like, what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear. And I know you will be too. It can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are going to come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's going to be so obvious to you. And it's going to give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right, again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this.